Welcome to BlueMixo Podcast, where we unite authentic storytellers, creators, and individuals that make an impact globally in film, fashion, beauty, sports, music, and more. Today, we will be sitting down with global artist and multi-genre cellist, Hauser, discovered by Sir Elton John. We will discuss his journey to stardom and his upcoming album, The Player, out September 16th. Thank you for sitting down with us today. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and what your journey looks like to um, how you are today? Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Okay. Uh, my journey has been a crazy ride because I've been through so many different things in my life. It's crazy. I started first uh, as a classical nerd, you know, for many years, only focused on classical music, practicing cello like crazy. And then there was so many experiments on the way. The two cellos touring like a rock star for 10 years. Now I'm doing some Latin projects. Uh, so it's like a whole variety of things and collaborating with so many different artists from different fields. And I'm really happy and lucky to, to be able to experience all this variety because I never wanted to limit my creativity to just one kind of music, you know? So, yeah, I don't even know where to begin from. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> well, it's awesome. You've had a ton of success. You have a new album, for those of you who don't know. He has a new album coming out, The Player, on September 16th. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that album and kind of your inspiration for it? Yes, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really excited about this album because this is uh, something I always felt I want to do. It's uh, mostly Latin music. This, uh, because I was always drawn to this amazing temperament, the spirit, Latin spirit, energy, the dance, the movement, the passion. And this is what I did in this album. I, I included so many musicians who are part of this album, you know, the brass section, the string players, the, the rhythm section, all these different Latin instruments. And I wanted to create something so exciting, so something that everyone wants to get up and dance, you know. And I chose all those songs that people know very well, that are all very known songs amongst also young people. Uh, every generation knows that song. And I always like to unite everyone. I like to, I like that everyone comes and enjoys one and only music. So this is why I always uh, make sure that everyone can, you know, uh, get, uh, enjoy the same way from seven till 77. Yeah, Latin music definitely way definitely is a way to incorporate a lot of fun and movement and dancing. You know, that's where a lot of that culture stems from. Is there anything more you can tell us a little bit about? You know, what your where your love for Latin music came from? Yeah, I mean the the, the mostly it was like what how can I do something exciting? You know, the cello because when we were doing our shows as two cellos. The end of the show was always crazy rock show. Everyone stood up and danced. And now when I'm alone, I was like, how can I do that myself now? I'm not going to have this uh, rock show now, but I want to do something similar. I want to have the same effect that the whole arena starts dancing and jumping. And I thought, well, Latin music is the best way to do that, to attract wide audience. And of course, first part of the show, I want to start, of course, uh, slowly with classical music, some movie soundtracks with... Uh, 
And then I want to make this shift into this crazy Latin party. And yeah, this was the, the, the direction I was thinking. And I thought, yeah, Latin is the way to go because Latin is something that everyone enjoys, whole world, not just Latin market, but also every part of the world is equally drawn to this music. And is that something you kind of found out over time through structuring your shows, how you, you know, you do a little bit of slow stuff at the beginning and then you pick it up towards the end. Is that something you figured out over time? Yes, yes. This is the formula for, this is how we actually build our show. We always, we want to, to that is like constant growth and just grows into, like the show starts slow and then it, expands with each song gets more and more crazy and then in the end it's just total explosion and this formula works so well that i want to keep the same formula for my show as well and that actually leads into my next question which is what's the best advice that you've been given that you've taken with you well i mean uh, the best advice is that you should listen to your own voice your own instinct your own uh, guts and no one can really tell what's best for you. You have to feel it because no one is you. <laughs> Only you is you. And if you don't feel it 100 billion percent in your guts, no one can give you the right answers. And this is, that's what everyone should really try and focus to hear their inner voice, what is telling them, you know? Yeah, definitely important to live life honestly and never hide your truth. Do you have any role models that you've looked up to in terms of music or just life in general? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy that how my role models were also expanding because first at the beginning, I was only focused on, let's say, cello players. So I had my heroes in cello world, like Rostropovich, Jacqueline Dupre, Yo-Yo Ma. Uh, then it expanded to, I was starting to discover, looking just out of the box of just cello players. So I discovered some violinists. Then my heroes were Yasha Haifetz, David Oistra, Maxim Wengerov. Then I expanded to pianists and Horowitz, Rachmaninov. Then I expanded to conductors, then to composers, then gradually to rock bands, to pop singers, to, you know, my heroes were expanding as my influence was expanding, like, because I started very narrow and then I was expanding my horizons each year more and more and more. And then my heroes were expanding accordingly to that, you know? Yeah. Cause you, you started out, you know, with the classical training, yeah. right. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, as you were exposed to more, and and it, more it was such a gradual process because, and it's crazy that then in the end I got influences from so many different sources and this is what shaped me to who I am today. It yeah, didn't just happen all at once. It was like step by step. And I'm sure today you still continue to take inspiration and expose yourself yes. as artists. But no, but there is not like a one person that I'm like, that's it. No, it's like I take what I like from each influence. And you can be inspired by anyone. It doesn't even need to be in your field. You can get inspiration from a, some athlete or from, a, you know, some, you might think what I have to do with this guy, but... That you can see his mindset. You can be inspired by his uh, work ethic. You can be inspired by so many different influences, especially nowadays, because we live in age of internet that you can learn from anyone. You can learn from, from basically anyone and from their mistakes, from what they did right. So everything is just uh, one big lesson. And I get this really does tie into the next question, which is how much has your life been impacted um, by your role as an artist? 
yeah, I mean, I was dedicating my whole life to the art and I was uh, always putting uh, my growth as an artist as a number one thing in my life. And everything I did was in the service of art. So all my childhood, I was just dedicated so much. And yeah, basically all my life I've been serving the arts and I will continue to do so. Yeah, that's, in that's incredible that you're like, you've been, been able to find, find a platform where you can be an artist, like very honestly and really truthfully and just share what you do best with everyone. Um, do you have any favorite yeah. collaborations that you've worked on in the past? You've obviously, you've been with some incredible names, um, some incredible yeah. talent. Yeah, it's really hard to choose the favorite because each one is different in its own way. You know, you can't compare, you know, playing with Elton John or with Andrea Bocelli or Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's all totally different worlds, you know, but there's the beauty. Each one has their own, uh, you know, magic to it. So. It depends. Uh, everything is equally satisfying, you know, to rock out with uh, Steven Tyler or play mm -hmm. a aria with Bocelli or, you know, it's totally different experience. You can't really compare it <laughs> at all. All iconic. Yeah, it's all iconic. They're all pop culture icons. You can't, you yes. can't talk that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and do you have any advice you would give to aspiring musicians, people that are just getting started? Yeah, uh, you have to, you know, for me, thank God I found cello. Cello is my best uh, tool to express myself. And everyone should find what they are best at, absolutely. But everyone is best in the world for something. You just need to figure out what it is. I found very early on, I was lucky that I found cello as my, where I was expressing all my, you know, emotions and everything. For someone else, it's something totally different. So, it's very important. It, earlier you find the better. So this is why it's important to really explore and see where, what, what suits you best. So Not you just blindly, some people just copy and imitate uh, what is trendy, what's popular, but sometimes you just need to find what's best for you. Something that works for others is not going to necessarily work for you. So just because, you know, a certain instrument is popular because it's, you grow up around it doesn't mean that it's yeah. the one that calls to you necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. And cello was never really popular and I didn't care. I was just following my heart. I didn't care what, what was popular. And, and then this is, and then it becomes popular because it's something that becomes so authentic to you. And then uh, it becomes kind of like your voice and many, as you see, many people can make something that was not popular. They make it popular because it suits them so much. It's like natural. It's like a part of them. It was meant to be. And in a way, that's what you do with the cello. Yes. Provide a lot of popularity for it and yes. continue to. Do you, is there something about the cello that, you know, about the sound of it that really resonates with you? Oh, yeah. It's so, the sound is incredible. So beautiful, warm, tender. <laughs> as soon as I heard it as a little boy, I, I was drawn to the sound. It was a magical experience. And the very full sound. It has a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of give to it. Um, and last question here, what's the most rewarding aspect of your career? Of everything you've done, what have you taken with you the most? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you learn so much by doing what you love and it takes you to so many different uh, places and different situations. And 
I mean, if I didn't have cello, I wouldn't experience so many incredible things in my life. All this uh, career, the, the, all the people that I met, the legends, the touring, the fans. It's, it's, it has been a crazy ride, but this is not even a beginning. Well, good luck to you. I can't wait to listen to the album when it comes out. And, you know, it was great to, great to chat. Thank you for tuning in. You can find out more information about our podcast, magazine, and events at bluemexo.com.